We'll take looking forward to Christmas clothes. Beyond underpants or something, I think. That's, the, uh, that's when you really hit the jackpot, isn't it? Well, guys, it's wonderful to be thinking about the diversity of Christmas, uh, both in our church and around the world. And today, I want to take just a moment to think with us uh, about the nature of the family that we've seen gather here in the manger uh, this afternoon. And I want to start with a really obvious thing that, that is a little bit strange nonetheless, uh, Jesus and step-family. Jesus and step-family. This is the reality of the manger scene. And in order to, think us, uh, to get us to think about this uh, a little bit, um, I wanted to think uh, with you a little bit about embarrassment. Because why not? You know, I'm the, I'm the guy up the front. I can, I can think about embarrassment in front of you. Uh, have you ever had a moment where you've just been terribly embarrassed? Uh, here's one that happened when I was in primary school. So some of you guys are in primary school. Um, I put up my hand and asked to go to the toilet. So far, no problems, right? Went to the toilet. A-OK. No problems there either. Come back from going to the toilet, no problems. Sit down in class, no problems. I'm running around at recess. And uh, back in the day, we used to wear a pair of shorts called stubbies. Does anyone remember, remember these? I had to look up a picture of the stubbies, magnificent items that they are. But my stubbies used to have on them a little yellow tag on the back that said stubbies. And while I was running around at lunchtime, I looked down and I thought to myself, I didn't know I had stubbies on the front of my pants. And that was because I'd put my pants on back to front and I'd been running around the whole of lunchtime with my pants on back to front. How embarrassment. How embarrassment. What, what I wanted to say, guys, is the Bible story that we have starts with a picture of Mary and Joseph. And Mary gets told that she's going to be giving birth to God's son, which is fabulous, right? Amazing news. But she is betrothed. She's engaged to this other guy called Joseph. And Joseph finds out that Mary's pregnant. It might have been Ruby's pillow protruding from the front of her that indicated that she was pregnant. Like, there she was. Mary was pregnant. And, and I want you to understand, guys, that in this day and age, the day and age of Jesus, Mary's baby was awkward because they hadn't had the wedding yet. And so there's Mary and she's got quite a lump, you know, big pillow, but it's actually got a real baby in it. Uh, she's, she's there, she's pregnant, and everyone would have been going, tsk, 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 what did you do, Mary? And saying to Joseph, Joseph, you're not really looking after her very well. Let the adults in the room understand. You're right, adults? And, and so it would have been very, very awkward for them. And yet, in God's mercy, an angel comforted Joseph. You see, God could have just said, Joseph, suck it up. That's your job, right? You've just got to get on. It may be awkward. It may be embarrassing. But God loved Joseph. And he knew he was giving him an extraordinary task to be father to his son. And so what he did was he sent an angel. And the angel comforted Joseph and said, everything isn't off the rails. This is actually a heavenly, holy plan. And you're on the right track. Love my boy and care for him as your own. There's a reality, a beautiful reality to this family right at the start. And so it's worth saying Joseph was stepdad to the son of God. There we have the holy family. Now, the second thing I want us to see is Jesus and true family. And we're going to be perhaps a little bit surprised about this. In order to get to this idea, I want to just see if anyone here has had the opportunity. You've gone to school, you rushed out the door with your bag over your shoulder, you get there and you have to try and present your homework. And so you reach into your bag, and you have this face here. 
oh no, I have to come up with an excuse because my homework's not here. What do we say if our homework isn't here? The dog ate my homework. Even if you've got guinea pigs or chooks or whatever, right, doesn't matter. Perfectly serviceable explanation, the dog ate my homework because you haven't got it. You've actually forgotten something that was very, very important. And, and I want you to see here that Mary and Joseph forgot something that was very, very important. It tells us at the end of Luke chapter 2 that Jesus, when he had grown up, went into Jerusalem to the holy city with his parents. But they didn't go on their own. They went with all the families from their villages. And if you've ever gone camping with other families, right, the kids disappear, don't they? Someone nod their head and say, you understand this. When you've got groups of families together, the kids just disappear. And when you leave, you're kind of going, I figure they're with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And And that's what they did. And they spent a day walking at the end of their trip to Jerusalem, walking home until they looked around and went, has anyone seen Jesus? You haven't? Nope. You boys were playing with Jesus? Nope. Have you... And all of a sudden, nobody knew where Jesus was. So his parents were now a day's walk away from Jerusalem, and lo and behold, Jesus wasn't with them. So they they run back to Jerusalem. They get there, and they start looking around. The Bible actually tells us it's three days later. Now, can anyone imagine as a mum how mildly disturbed you would be after having realised that you forgot your son? Like, So that's the first thing. They forgot Jesus. Don't worry, he's only the son of God. No biggie. So they forgot him, and then what they did was after three days, they went into the temple, and they found Jesus, and and he was sitting down, and he was talking to the teachers of the Lord, the the smart, wise, religious people, and he was asking them questions, and everyone who was watching the scene was going, there's something extraordinary about this boy. He's asking questions no one has ever asked before. He truly is an extraordinary child. And his parents came up to him, and they said, Jesus, don't you care about us? Don't you care about us? Didn't you know that we'd be worried? Why didn't you answer your cell phone? No, 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 they didn't do that. So they said, didn't you, didn't you worry about us? Didn't you know that we'd be concerned for you? He said, guys, chill out. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Where was he? He was in the temple. He had gone to his true father's house. God was his father. Jesus' father was the living God. And so Jesus had truly gone home when he was hanging out in the temple with God. Do you know what it says at the end of that? This 12-year-old boy, it says he went home and he was obedient to his parents. Jesus was actually a good boy. Isn't that great? It's good to know. He was the perfect son of God, but he was also a good boy. Probably the most annoying brother or sister you could possibly have, but he was good, right? Really, really good. Well, the third thing I want us to see uh, this evening Uh, is Jesus and his earthly family. Jesus and his earthly family. Now, in order to think about this, I just want to check in. Did anyone go to Norellan Town Centre today? Was that a relaxing, calm environment for you? Has anyone got Christmas shopping totally done? They don't have anything left to do right now. Oh my goodness, you guys are awesome. And you're here at five o'clock, so you can go home and just bask in it, right? Fantastic. Well done you. But this time of year is crazy, right? It's so crazy. Uh, The activity is everywhere. The parks aren't anywhere. Everything is so crazy that you might even forget to eat. Did anyone eat lunch today? No, put your hands down. Who forgot to eat lunch today because they were so flat out and busy? Well, my boy's putting up his hand because I was flat out and busy and didn't feed him. So (laughs) that's on me. But, But you know when you get so busy, right? You get so busy that you don't even have time to eat. 
Now, that happened in Jesus' life. And we actually see this account in Mark, uh, Mark chapter 3. And what happened was Jesus' family heard that Jesus had become so busy that he didn't even have time to, to eat. And what they said was, we're going to go and take charge of him. We're going to go and grab Jesus and force him to be sane and do the right thing. So they went to take charge of him. And when they eventually got to him, Jesus was in a room surrounded by all these people who were paying attention to his teaching. And uh, someone came from outside and said, hey, hey, um, teacher, 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 your your brother and your mother uh, and your family are outside. Your your brother and your mother and your family are outside. Here's the first thing to notice about that is that Jesus did have family. We don't know the names of all Jesus' brothers and sisters, but we know he had a mum, we know he had a dad, and we know he had at least one brother. He had real family. That's good for us to know. Secondly, what Jesus said in response is, oh, sorry, here's one more point. It says Jesus' mother and brothers are outside. It actually doesn't mention Joseph at this point. And so I suspect Joseph has probably died when Jesus is doing his ministry as about a 30-year-old. That's a bonus piece of information for you. So Joseph isn't around, but his mum and his brothers are outside. And Jesus says, you know what? I'm not going to go out and see my my brother and my mother. I'm not going to go out. He looks at the people around him and he says, do you know what? Anyone who does the will of God is my brother and mother and sister. If you want to be family with me, Jesus says, you'll be someone who obeys my teaching. Jesus isn't under their control, but he invites everyone, you and I, to come and be family with him. If only we'll listen and obey his word. Well, here's the fourth point. Jesus and heavenly family. Now, I, I really like uh, gatherings of humans. I, I really do. My, my little boy plays soccer for the Rovers, Iron Park Rovers. Any Rovers people here? Wow, they are enthusiastic supporters. That's all I can say. We, we really like the Rovers. And, and it's a great thing. I, I stood in the freezing cold watching my boy practice uh, through the entirety of winter. And man, you bond with men as you stand there and watch your boys with nothing else to do. So it's great, right? You bond. You, you, you have this connection. But Jesus doesn't offer us a soccer club. Jesus doesn't offer us a soccer club. Don't you want to know what the end of the story is? Don't don't you want to know what the end of the story is? Have you been to the end in the Bible? I know you'll know the start. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But what's the end? What's the end? My sister tells me when she reads a book, she always goes to the last page and reads the end of the story. I'm like, what are you doing? She says, I can't stand the ambiguity of not knowing what happens at the end. I'm like, that's the whole point, surely, isn't it? Or have we got any end people here? No, so here's the thing. Okay, a couple. I see those hands. So here's the thing. Don't you want to know what the end is? Well, at the end of this book, in Revelation chapter 7, we actually get a little picture of what the end is. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language. They were standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. See, what's the end point? The end point for Jesus is family, a multicultural family from every tribe, every language, every nation, all drawn together around Jesus. What's Jesus all on about? It started off with family in a manger, It finishes up with family before a throne, family around Jesus. So how should we this evening become part of God's family? I want to suggest three things that we can do. The first one is 
to remember his true father. Jesus says, if you honour me, you honour my father in heaven. So if you love God, I want to encourage you to love Jesus. Don't forget who his true father was. Thirdly, I think we need to repent. A whole lot of us would like to have Jesus in a box. You know, that's what his family came to do. Jesus, you're out of control. Can I just put you in a nice little box that'll be comfortable for us? Don't make us feel uncertain. Today, you and I can want to control God. God, you can't ask me to do that. God, don't remind me about that. God, if you'd only... And what we're trying to do is we're trying to put God in a box. And for you and I, we aren't God. And trying to put him in a box is the wrong way. So we need to repent. We need to say, I'm sorry, God, for trying to control you. Thirdly, and lastly, I want to encourage you this this, uh, Christmas to receive the gift of family. Jesus has come that you might be part of his multicultural family at the end. And today is a great day to say, Jesus, you know what? I'm looking forward to a bunch of Christmas presents tomorrow. But the best present came wrapped in swaddling clothes. It's the only place you'd ever hear that word, isn't it? (laughs) Wrapped up, wrapped up in cloths and lying in a manger. That's the best gift that you and I might be in relationship with the living God. Well, let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for reminding us that your son, your precious son, came into the world. I pray, Father, that you might lead us to recognise when we try and put you in a box and to say we're sorry. Heavenly Father, I pray that we might long for the gift of Jesus and be included in your earthly family. For we ask this in his name. And everyone said? Amen. Fantastic.